0: up everybody we are back here at red zone dfs to uh hopefully make some money this week on some college football so hopefully everyone had a good week last week man trying to think back uh between the nfl and college and everything else uh weird week i, I felt like i was on a lot of the right guys right teams um you know it just i cashed obviously in some but just not as big as i thought uh picked the wrong UCLA wide receiver and a few other things, which kind of did me in as far as hitting the big one. But um, here we are back at it again, ready to rock and roll. So um, before I get going, just wanted to say uh, <clears throat> my article is out uh, for college football. It is at dfsredzone.com. Definitely go check it out. Uh, there's a ton of information in here. Breakdown of kind of where my thoughts are on each game. It's not too much. You know, I don't write novels, but Uh, There's enough in here that's kind of be different or beyond kind of the pod, which we'll go through here um, in breaking it down. So, if you want to revisit some of the stuff or kind of know all my thoughts uh, into one little 10 minute read or so, um, this is it. So, again, that's at dfsredzone.com. It's free. I will include the link uh, in the show notes here, but let's get to it. So yeah, week four, we have a huge slate on DraftKings. I know most of the slates are big on DraftKings, obviously, but a huge one here. Um, Interesting slate. We have no Bama, no Oregon, no Ohio State, no Oklahoma, no Ole Miss. So it's going to be an interesting one. Uh, There's some games on here, which I was like, wow, like you're including this one on here, um, which should make kind of interesting. So we'll see if kind of the herd moves towards some of the bigger, more well-known teams. I think some of the the fish will swim that way, obviously. Um, But I think there's some opportunity here with some of these smaller teams or um, smaller schools where maybe people don't have insight on, you know, what's going on there. So did a deep dive this morning. You know, obviously it's college, right? We don't get all the information with injuries or some kid violated team rules and isn't going to play. So just be on the lookout for that. There's a few Twitter accounts that, that are out there um, with college football news and, you know, leading up to game time, right? You kind of got to be locked in, if you're, especially if you're playing a good amount of money. Um, make sure, you're, you know, you're tuned in, right? Because you're going to get some late breaking news um, around 950 uh, or about 850 Pacific Standard Time um, that could severely ruin your day if you don't have it. So, Stay in tune, but let's get into it. Uh, Game one on the slate, we have Missouri at Boston College, 59 over under. BC is a two-point dog. Um, Starting with Mizzou, look, they've had a pretty good season so far. You know, uh, Boston College has a pretty good defense. The one guy that I'm interested in here is Tyler Beatty. Um, He's kind of the do-it-all guy for Mizzou. Uh, He's one of the leading receivers as well as the bell cow back for them. Um, So I love that, that play right there. Um, Boston College again. They have a pretty good defense overall. Um, you know, I'm not going to mess with them too much. I don't think this game's super explosive, even though the point total is that much uh, or that high. Um, you have Grossol who's filling in for. Uh, I'm having to mispronounce this. Jerkovic. Um, I don't really have much interest in him. Um, he has been okay uh, filling in. Uh, but the one guy that I do have interest in in BC is the other running back in this game, which is Pat Garwo. Um, He's averaging 6.8 yards per carry uh, this season, and he gets to face a Mizzou defense that's giving up 267 yards a game. Um, So if coaches do what we think they're going to do or what they should do, um, Pat Garro should have a pretty good day on the ground. So um, that's where I would attack if I'm B.C. Uh, The passing games, again, okay. Zay Flowers is a really good player, I think. He's a real threat, but I don't have a ton of confidence in Grossel. Um, Mizzou, you know, who've they played, right? You got to look at some of those when you're breaking down the numbers. We talked about that last week, this early in the season, it's the numbers are skewed a little bit, but, um, you know, not a bad game, but not my favorite either. Um, so again, Tyler Beatty, Pat Garro, uh, those are my two favorites in this game, both running backs. Uh, let's move on. Georgia and Vanderbilt. whoo, 35 point dogs. Vanderbilt is at home (laughs) versus Georgia. Um, Vandy right now has the 53rd ranked passing defense, uh, but the 111th ranked rushing defense, pretty wild. Um, They've been getting gashed uh, to start the season. Look, Zamir White, I've played him a few times already. I've gotten burned a few times already, but I don't know how you don't go back there this week. Uh, I enjoy the pain, so I will. Um, The matchup's too good. The, The only concern is, you know, does Georgia score touchdowns in multiple ways here, right? Do they get it? two defensive touchdowns, two passing touchdowns. Zamir White punches one in, but gets you 12 points, right? Uh, he's Priced up a little bit. I I don't know. I mean, I feel like you have to have a little bit of interest in, you know, guys on Georgia on your team. It's just, where is it going to come from? Um, So Georgia should blast these guys off the field. Enough said, Uh, I don't love JT Daniels, but again, the matchup's too good to pass up. Um, He should have a pretty good game, but Again, that good game could be 17 of 20 passing for 220 yards and three or four touchdowns. And, you know, does that win you a GPP? I don't know. I, I don't know if that's good enough. Uh, but we'll go through the slate. You know, we'll break it down. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Georgia should crush. So, you know, you should definitely have them on your radar this week. Vanderbilt, I don't really have any interest here in Seals or the running backs. I mean, Georgia probably has the best defense in the country or one of them. Um I think you could make an argument for Will Shepard or Cam Johnson or Chris Pierce, who are some of the receivers just because they're going to be trailing Vandy's going to have to throw the ball to, apparently to somebody. Um, I'm not expecting any of you guys to you know, blow the roof off the thing, but again, you're going to give me three, four K receiver on DraftKings uh, who could go 10, 12 points, like it's something to at least keep in the back of your mind when you're building lineups is kind of that final piece, possibly um, if you need some salary savings. So, that's pretty much all I got there. Again, Georgia's in a smash spot here. You should be on them. Um, Cook is the other running back for Georgia. Keep an eye on it. He does mix in, He does catch passes. You know, he can break off a huge run um, you know, for you. so um, not sure where you're gonna go, but definitely look Georgia's way. Um, next up, we have LSU at Mississippi State. So here's a game I do have interest in. Um, Max Johnson's been awesome for LSU. Um, you know, they did have a tough matchup uh, for against a UCLA team who's feisty out here on the West Coast. Um, he's rocking 161 quarterback rating for, <laughs> to start the season. Kayshawn Boot looks the real deal. Um, it's LSU's wide receiver you now apparently. Um, he looks awesome. He's priced high, but again, this offense is super explosive. This is a, a one-two punch here that you definitely want to consider when building lineups this week. Mississippi State. Um, Mike Leach doesn't really play defense, as you found out uh, over his career. They're better than obviously they were at Washington State or Mike Leach. Um, the defense down there, Mississippi State, um, you know, or Texas Tech, but they're still not great. LSU should be able to score points this weekend. Um, so I, you know, Kayshawn Boot, Max Johnson, or who are my favorites? Running back situation. I'm not really into it as much because I think the rotation is too spread out. Um, again any of these guys could go off, I wouldn't blame you uh, because they could. But I'm not in the game of just kind of rolling the dice and seeing where it lands. I like to know who's going to get the touches, who's going to get the ball. Um, and I can't say that confidently with LSU and who it's going to be. So I will probably be going to Johnson and Boot. Mississippi State, look, Mike Leach is going to throw the ball. He's going to throw it a lot. Will Rogers has been really good in his second year under the, in the system so far. He's got a ton of weapons. Um, that's the biggest concern if you're going to go Mississippi State's way. You've got Polk and Marks, Johnson, Williams, and Wally, who are all mixing in, getting a very similar target share in the passing game. They're all going to see the field uh, a good amount. Um, We don't really know who some of LSU's top corners uh, are going to be on. You know, that could rotate. They could be, you know, trailing guys. So let's just hope you don't pick the guy uh, that's being shadowed by, I forget his name at LSU, but one of the top corners in the country. So, um, but again, there's opportunity there in this game because of the volume. So I personally – my favorite is Marks just because he's a guy who's going to get you rushing touches and he'll catch the ball through the air. Um, if they have to dump it down a ton of times and DK especially with a full point PPR, um, I, I think Marks is a really sharp play on Saturday. And I will have some of him for sure. Next up, Texas Tech at Texas. Um so Texas, you know, wanted to celebrate last week after smoking rice. I whatever. Uh, tech ha- right now currently has the ninth ranked rushing defense in the country. Blew me away when I saw that. Um, but they're going to get tested, obviously, with Bijan Robinson uh, a lot on Saturday. I'm never fading B. John Robinson. I think he's pretty matchup proof. Uh, if Texas is smart, they're going to give him the rock a lot to kind of slow this down. I don't think they want to get into a track meet with Casey Thompson um, at quarterback. He didn't have to open it up really last week, so I don't think they want to if they don't have to. Um, but the receiving core is cheap here. Uh, Texas Tech, I mean, through the air, they can be exposed. You've got Whittington, Moore, and Worthy. They're all considered. Uh, you should consider Um, you know, in Texas tech, again, they're going to try to score very similar to Mississippi state. They run a spread offense. Tyler shout has been pretty good. Um, again, who've they played? What's the competition been like? Texas will be the best best team. I think they've played so far. Um, so that's a question mark for me, but going through here, the running back with Thompson coming back healthy, him and Brooks are going to split. Again, I don't love the split backfields uh, because if there's a guy who gets a hot hand and you're on the wrong one, and you know your day is pretty much finished there. Um, but both are solid. You know, if, if that's who you have to go to price wise or whatnot, like I, I don't mind it. Uh, but um, I'm gonna personally, if I go here, we'll attack through the air. Um, Ezukanma, I think I said that right? Probably not. Um, he's the lead dog at the receiver position for Texas Tech. He's going to be your guy if you're going to stack uh, with Shao. Um and then there's Kuntz and Geiger as well who will make sense. So if you're gonna go to this game, you know I, I wouldn't blame you. 62 over under Texas is a nine, eight and a half nine point favorite. So we should see some fireworks here. Um, it'll be interesting to see kind of where the popularity and Chacos uh, with this game. But I have a little bit of interest for sure. Next up, SMU at TCU. So Tanner Mordecai is uh, look SMU runs a pretty prolific offense, right? They're going to push the ball. TCU's defense is about average, um, but SMU is going to score. We know this similar to Mississippi state. There's a lot of mouths to feed out there. You've got Danny gray, Reggie Robertson, Grant Calcaterra and Rasheed rice, who are all guys I have some interest in. They've all had their games. They've all had uh, a lot of playing time, target share, everything you can ask for, right? I just four or five guys on the same team is brutal to try to figure out who to go to. But my gut tells me if you're going to go this way, take the quarterback and I'd maybe go two. Um, you could go full game stack. If you think SMU is going to blast them, um, I wouldn't hate that. Uh, I think there is a very, poss- very strong possibility they can go 40, 50 points here on Saturday. Um, TCU is a big favorite, but I don't know, man. I kind of have a sneaky feeling about SMU covering the spread um, going to the other side of the ball. SMU does not have a good defense. So TCU Max Dugan is in a great spot. Uh, I've seen a lot of chatter about him this week. Uh, so expect you're not going to be the only one playing Max Dugan. Um, but, you know, he's got guys like Quentin Johnston, Darius DeVee, and Blair Conwright as his pass catchers. Um, I also think Zach Evans is someone I have a lot of interest in at the running back position. Um, so, if people are going to go to Dugan, I don't think a lot of people will go like quarterback, running back, receiver stack. That could be interesting. That's kind of what I'm thinking right now. Uh, but I have a lot of interest in this game. Uh, 64 over under. It's one of the highest on the slate. Um, I dig it. The next game, I'm going to brush over real quick. I don't really have any DFS intro interest in Notre Dame and Wisconsin, uh, even though I think it's going to be a fantastic game. 46 and a half over under. This is going to be a complete dogfight. Um, unless you believe in Jack Cohn and the revenge game. Um, I think both these teams are going to run the, the hell out of the ball, beat each other up. Um, low scoring affair, again, DFS-wise, it's not really my cup of tea. Um, the only guy that I have a little bit of interest in is Ches Malusi for Wisconsin. We know this is what they want to do. They want to pound the ball. Um, Notre Dame's given up a decent amount of rushing yards per game on the ground, um, and Wisconsin will, will go – 30, 40 rushers if they they have to to win this game. So um, I don't mind Chez, but outside of that, I don't have a lot of interest in this game. Next up, we got Boise State at Utah State. Uh, Utah State's a nine-point dog, 69.5 over under here. Um, So Boise's had some tough games. Uh, They've gotten crushed on the ground so far, Um, and that's where I prefer to attack these guys. Calvin Tyler has been really good to start the season. I don't really know Utah State's played. That's going to give him a huge pushback and challenge. But nonetheless, he's averaging 6.1 yards per carry, four touchdowns on the year. That's where I'm going if I'm going to Utah State. Um, Logan Bonner has been okay. Devin Tompkins, Brandon Bowling are their two main receivers. So, you know, if you think this game is a, a massive shootout uh, opportunity, <clears throat> those are your those are your guys. Um For me, I will probably be more so on the other side of this game with uh, Hammer and Hank uh, at Bachmeyer at quarterback. Um, Khalil Shakir, I think, is one of the best receivers in the country. Um, So there's probably nobody on Utah State that can stay with that guy. Um, We could see a ceiling game out of Khalil Shakir. I really love that plate this week. Um, And even if you're not full game stacking, he's a one-off that I feel like I need to get in most of my lineups. So um, Khalil Shakir, you also have Octavius Evans if you want to get a second guy in there. The running back position for Boise State is completely a mess. There's like four guys who get carries there. They're all pretty good. But, again, (coughs) excuse me, where where are you putting your money, right? Um, I'm not going to roll the dice and try to guess who it's going to be. Next up, we have Texas A&M at Arkansas. Um, Sorry, one sec. 48 over under. Arkansas is a a five-and-a-half-point underdog. Texas A&M, Isaiah Spiller is the guy I probably want here. Um, chain the receiver for A&M, is questionable with a concussion. Through the air, Calizota. Look, he's looked better uh, since he got uh, thrown into the role, but I'm just not quite sure. That's really what we're want to attack, man. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Arkansas is a really good team. Uh, we saw it against Texas. They absolutely torched them um and handled manhandled texas a few weeks ago a nice smith is the other is questionable after leaving last week um i'm sorry i messed that up a nice smith is the guy questionable with the concussion uh a is the other running back outside of spiller so if i'm looking at this game i'll probably go to the ground um the other guy that I really have some interest in is if Anaya Smith misses, Desmond Demas uh, is a five-star former recruit. He finally got in the game last week and went off. Uh had 100 yards receiving. I think it was on one long catch was most of it. Uh, but nonetheless, he's a burner. He's a guy they've talked about quite a bit, Jimbo Fisher, this week. Um, he's a really sneaky play, and he's cheap. So if you're looking for a one-off on Texas a and m side. That's the dude, I think, uh, this week. <clears throat> Arkansas. So A&M currently has the number one passing defense in the country. Um the Razorbacks toughest challenge yet for sure. Um but KJ Jefferson's so cheap and he's been awesome. Uh he's 5700. I don't, I I feel like I have to go here. I I, I mean 5700 has to be considered for a guy who's a dual threat quarterback and they've just got it going on Arkansas. Um if I'm pair, if I'm stacking it up, Traylon Burks at receiver is who I pair him with. On the ground, Traylon Smith uh, has been really solid as well, and so is Sanders. So sneakily, Arkansas I kind of like in this game. They're at home; uh, they don't have to go to A and M, which I really like. Uh, you know, A has got a really good home crowd and home, uh, home field advantage. So I don't know, Arkansas is sneaky. Watch out. Uh, but KJ Jefferson is a guy that I have a lot of interest in. Um. Next up, Florida State. Holy smokes. Did we ever think we'd see the Seminoles? <clears throat> A two-point dog to Louisville at home. Look, Mackenzie Milton, Josh uh, Corbin, those guys really screwed me last week. Uh, Corbin fumbled early in the game. FSU started rotating other guys in. Milton couldn't get it going on. I just can't go here. I can't put another dollar on Florida State uh, probably this whole season. They're a complete train wreck as a program. Um, I'm just not doing it. If you want to go there, go for it. Be my guest. Uh, You can score points on Louisville, but I just won't do it. Uh, I think they're a terrible football team, Florida State. So Louisville. Uh, On the other hand, (laughs) if they're that bad, I do have interest in Malik Cunningham. Uh, he is one of my favorite plays this week He is expensive But he's another guy who can torch you through the air On the ground um, Jalen Mitchell is very much in play as well They give up a ton of yards on the ground um, If you're going to stack it up Marshawn Ford at receiver is my favorite Then you have Watkins and Johnson Who are also pretty cheap But they had 3-4 catches each uh, last week um, Again, I don't see how Louisville Doesn't blow this one open I have no idea how Florida State's only a 2-point dog here um I think they get run out of their own building. Uh next up, Clemson at NC State. I have no idea what happened to Clemson's offense. Uh I thought Ugalele was going to be, you know, a, a great player. Um, he still maybe, he's young, but damn, he does not look sharp. That offense is really struggled to get anything going. Um, I saw that they have one of the fewest point total i think scoring totals like in the league in the country so far right there with like miami and some of these other teams that have just been trash so i don't know i i can't do it until i see it i think nc state's got a pretty solid squad um the only guy in clemson that i'm interested in having some shares of is will shipley who's the running back who got named full-time starter this week he's at a pretty reasonable price and for a guy who's going to get the majority of touches like again I have to consider that uh, at the running back position for NC State Clemson still boasts one of the top defenses in the country this is why they're still winning games it's the only reason they're still winning games um it's not a team I really want to attack um they've got good running backs I, I think the team's pretty good but again I I think Clemson will just be really happy to escape this game like I don't know 14 to 10 and, and that's it they'll just go home Dabo will just Try to figure out the offense next week. Um, so I'm off of this game. I don't love it outside of Will Shipley. Um, yeah, on to the next, Iowa State at Baylor. So this one's this one's the one I'm going to do more digging on. Uh, it's a 47 and a half over under. Baylor's a nine-point dog. Uh, look, both of these defenses are ranked really high. They've both been really good to start the season. Iowa State always plays in really weird games like this uh, where, you know, I'll just be honest. This game could end 10-7 or this game could end, you know, 55-52 in triple overtime. Like, that's just Iowa State. They're weird. Baylor's got a pretty good squad. You've got Jerry in there at quarterback. Sneed and Thornton at receiver that have been good. Ebner and Smith at running back have been fine. So they've got some weapons. Iowa State, obviously. Brock, Brock Purdy is that quarterback who's good. Brees Hall is awesome. Xavier Hutchinson's awesome. You've got Charlie Kolar. So the defenses are good here. But like both offenses are pretty solid, too. So the 47 and a half over under is kind of just throwing me off a little bit. Um, you know, Vegas knows what they're doing. But this is one of those weird games that I don't know how many people are going to go off, all in on this. Um, just wanted to kind of keep an eye on. And I, again, I'm going to do some more digging. I'll update my article if I see something or if I end up moving more onto it or off of it this week. Um, last but not least. I've got Rutgers at Michigan. Michigan's a 20-point favorite and a 49-and-a-half over-under. Man, are you a Harbaugh believer, or is he going to come back to earth? So starting with the Rutgers first. Look, Michigan, they've got a really good defense. I don't know if I really want to go after him here. Noah Verdal at quarterback. Um, Bo Melton outside at receiver, and the rushing attack is Isaiah Pacheco. I like Pacheco. I think he's a good player. I just think Michigan's defense is really good. But Harbaugh always finds a way to – there's somewhere in the season that slips up, right? And I feel like this is Rutgers' Super Bowl this week. Greg Schiano is back. He's trying to get this program on the map. He is going to have these guys ready to absolutely run through a brick wall. Um, you know, the Rutgers are top 50 rankings right now in both run and the pass. I don't know. I mean, can they can they not play good defense and come up with a few trick plays? I don't. I have not been impressed by Cade McNamara, um, Haskins and Coram are really good at running back. I have some interest in Quorum for sure, but I don't know. This feels like a very weird trap game, <clears throat> and we'll see if Harbaugh can survive it. Um, there's always one uh, on the schedule that trips him up, and then the whole season goes down the tank. You know, does the the glass slipper stay on for the Michigan football team? We'll find out. The 20-point favorite is big. I actually like Rutgers and the points here, but we'll find out how Michigan, how for real they are. Um, so that's really it. I have my top favorite plays in the article at the bottom. So, again, it's free. All you got to do is sign up to get access to the site, but there's no cost to it. So don't see why you wouldn't. We have college. We have NFL content on there. Yeah. Until next time. Later.